Good morning, everyone. You're listening to today's news on Morning Mixtape. Today is Thursday, March 30th, and I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are the top stories this morning. In national news, the details on the 2023 federal budget and what it includes. In local news, the story on how a Toronto police officer now faces charges after allegedly ignoring a woman's domestic violence report who died three days later. After, the details on how the state of Virginia in the United States is rolling back voting rights. Then, we'll hear from Layla with her segment on self-care. And after, we'll round off the show with sports and the weather outlook for the day. Looking at national news, the 2023 federal budget is now public after it was revealed by the federal government on Tuesday. Finance Minister Christia Freeland summarizes the budget as providing support for Canadians after a year of high inflation and costs of food that are still increasing. A tax rebate for groceries is one of the highlighted measures in the budget. As reported by Global News and others before the release of the budget, the tax rebate is now confirmed to focus on lower-income households and will be delivered through the existing GST tax credit. Approximately 11 million Canadians are expected to qualify for the rebate which is expected to give around $470 to families of four and around $230 to single Canadians without children. The price rebate comes after grocery prices have gone up by 10.6% in the last year, according to Statistics Canada. And the main grocery chains Loblaw, Metro, and Empire have posted record high profit margins. The government has not passed any legislation to directly address and bring down high grocery prices. New regulations on loans are another element in the proposed 2023 budget. The budget proposes lowering the threshold for what is defined as a criminal interest rate from today's annual rate of 47% down to 35%. This move would bring the federal rate in line with the current rate in Quebec. The budget also proposes limiting the amount payday lenders can charge to a maximum of $14 for every $100 loaned. Healthcare is another key element of the proposed budget. The budget lays out a plan over the next five years to create a federal dental coverage plan. This proposal would provide dental care to uninsured Canadians with a family income of less than $90,000 a year. Other measures in the proposed budget include lower transaction fees by credit card companies, an increase in air travel fees for passengers to increase security and other efficiencies at airports, and tax credits to promote investment in green technologies. The budget is also being criticized by various stakeholders such as QP, the largest union in Canada. QP is calling out the budget for not including measures on affordable housing, leaving out a national pharmacare plan, and not taxing excess profits by corporations. Parliament will vote on the budget in the coming months. Moving to local news, the Toronto Star reports that Toronto Police Constable Anson Alfonso now faces four charges of serious misconduct after allegedly failing to investigate a domestic violence report by a woman. 23-year-old Daniela Malia was murdered three days after this report, allegedly by her ex-boyfriend Dylan Dalman. A document from Toronto Police outlining the allegations says that Alfonso took no actions to protect the complainant despite her making repeated pleas about fearing for her safety due to her ex-boyfriend's behavior. The document states that no charges were laid on Dalman, despite there being reasonable and probable grounds for the police officer to do so. 
Alfonso also allegedly failed to notify an intimate partner violence investigator after gathering information on the case. Farah Khan, an expert on gender-based violence, says that the evidence of harassment and stalking in Malia's case were warning signs of escalating violence that can possibly lead to fatalities when not taken seriously. Malia was killed on August 18th of last year, and Dalman was arrested and charged with first-degree murder one month later. The Toronto Police document filed at the tribunal and made public on Tuesday says that Alfonso and his partner, Constable Sang Yubli, had reasonable grounds to believe a criminal offense had occurred after speaking with Malia for 39 minutes. A spokesperson for Toronto Police has confirmed that Lee is also facing misconduct charges, which have not yet been made public. During an appearance on Tuesday, Alfonso did not enter a plea to the four charges of misconduct he faces. The charges include deceit and neglect of duty. He is currently suspended with pay and will return to the tribunal on May 9th. Looking at international news, the state of Virginia in the United States is rolling back voting rights with a new policy change that restricts the right to vote for people who serve time for felony convictions. As reported by the Washington Post and other outlets, Republican State Governor Glenn Youngkin has canceled the practice of restoring the right to vote for inmates after their sentence is complete. This change means that Virginians will permanently lose the right to vote if they spend time in jail for a felony conviction. The only way for people to regain the right to vote in Virginia after completing a prison sentence will be to apply to Governor Yunkin and see if they are personally deemed worthy on an individual basis. This policy change now makes Virginia the only state where people convicted of any felony are presumed to be barred from voting for life. The move has drawn criticism for not being transparent and potentially barring thousands of people from voting. At an unrelated event on Monday, Youngkin did not give any clarification on the criteria he will use to deem whether a person is worthy or not of regaining the right to vote when asked by reporters. Democratic State Senator Scott Suravel tweeted that the change brings Virginia back to 1902-era policy. In his tweet, he referenced the 1902 convention that designed the disenfranchisement system of the state of Virginia. The convention had the specific goal of disenfranchising black residents. As recently as 2016, around 22% of black Virginians were barred from voting. The policy change by Governor Yunkin was not announced in advance and was only noticed after state workers registering voters noticed that former inmates were not getting their rights restored, as had been previously the case. NBC News 4 reached out to the governor's office for an explanation on the policy change and the details on the individual restoration process. A spokeswoman gave the statement that, quote, the governor is practicing grace for those who need it and ensuring public safety. The policy restricts all people convicted of felonies from gaining the right to vote, including those convicted of nonviolent crimes. Later this year, all of the seats in the Virginia General Assembly, which includes the House and the Senate, are up for election. Moving from today's news to our daily segment, here's Layla with her piece on pausing for self-care. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Leila Takei. Each week, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. A spa experience is always welcome. Take a look in the public sweat, a pop-up spa in Toronto that combines local art and sauna culture to bring the community together. According to the TikToker and Geronimo, we got a sneak peek of the experience yesterday and man, did it make me feel so proud to live in a city where we can experience cool things like this. 
public sweat is currently taking place at Harbour Front Centre in Toronto and offers a unique outdoor sauna experience. The initiative offers a sweat bathing experience and a contemporary art platform, unifying community, connection and care. Visitors will find six different hot and cold saunas made by a local artist. Public Sweat also offers lounge spaces, a coffee, and a cold winds to balance out the heat. The saunas serve as public artworks, offering an opportunity to engage with contemporary art in a unique way. We wanted to bring a sense of social connections to Toronto through this project, said Rui Pimenta, co-director and co-curator of Art Spin, in the release. Prices are 35 for a two-hour session per person from March 15th to April 23rd, Tuesdays to Sundays from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. Public Sweat is located at 222 Queensway West. And this is all for today. I will be back next week for some more tips for you to take a break and practice some self-care. This is Leila Take from CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Thank you for listening. Moving to sports, the Toronto Raptors will play the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Philly as part of their final six games of the regular NBA season. With a win, the Raptors can improve their record to above 500 and continue their three-game win streak. Looking at today's weather forecast, Toronto is in for a mix of sun and clouds with wind in the morning and afternoon. Temperatures will reach 6 degrees in the day and a low of minus 3 at night, with the wind chill in the morning making it feel around minus 11 degrees. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape. For CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti. Thanks for listening.